man, mailman Rick, didn't he do a great job the last two weeks if you were here? Yeah. So, if you are new and you're like, who in the world is he? Um, he's basically the middle school dad. Um, um, and so, hey guys, <laughs> we are... Uh, we are going to uh, continue our series on sex, dating, and, re- and more, um, and uh, so let's get right into it. Let's talk about sex um, and dating and all that fun stuff, okay? All right, here's the thing, guys. <laughs> Pastor said sex. <laughs> um, <laughs> here's the thing. Um, oh, listen to this, guys. Sex, sex is like fire. Sex is like fire. It's very cool. Not like, ooh, it's cold, but like cool. Um, it's very cool. It looks and feels amazing. But fire burns anything in its path. A fire in a fireplace is beautiful. But a fire in the middle of a couch, not so much. Right? So... So let me say that again, and let's, let's talk about what that actually means, okay? Sex, sex is like fire, guys. <laughs> All right, on the counter, after I get done with this, because I think it's a pretty funny saying, um, we're all going to laugh, and then we're going to get on with the, with the thing, all right? All right, all right, sex is like fire. It's very cool. It looks and feels amazing, but it's, it burns anything in its path. A fire in a fireplace is beautiful, but a fire in the middle of your couch, not so much. All right? So everyone laugh. <laughs> All right. Cool. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that you have to understand. Here's the thing that you have to understand. Sex was created by God. It was created by God, and it was created by God to enjoy. Listen. It was created by God. It was created by him to enjoy. It was created to enjoy. And, 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 and Rick went over this last week. But we went over like Genesis chapter 2 verse 18 where it says that, uh, uh, um, that the, it wasn't good for man to just be alone. That he created someone that was equal to man, that would be a helper to man, that would be um, a companion to man. That was Eve. That was woman. And they became one. They had an intimate relationship with each other, which included sex. And I, from that, it's that a husband is supposed to leave his, a man is supposed to leave his family, and when he gets married, he's supposed to be one with his wife and start a new family. And the way that we deal with trying to find a mate right now in this society is dating. But here's the thing, dating at an early age, if sex is like fire, beautiful, in, in a spot that can be admired, but sex can also lead to destruction just like fire. Dating at an early age, dating uh, um, is at like your age is like putting your heart on a very nice soft pile of hay. Oh. Oh, it's very soft, and you don't know City Slicker. Um, and you just put it down there, and it's like, oh, it's like, oh, and you're like, oh, 
Like, oh, yay, hey, oh, where's my match? (laughs) Sex is like putting your heart on a nice soft pile of hay and then lighting a match. What does that mean? Dating is a very, very um, emotional commitment. It is a a, a physical commitment, and it is something that uh, can lead you down the wrong path. Here's, here's the thing, guys. Like, I'm going to be, like, s- straight up with you guys, right? And, like, some of you are going to get annoyed. Some of you might not. But, like, dating in middle school is stupid. And now I'm not saying that if you're dating someone, you're stupid. I'm just saying that relationship is stupid, okay? Dating in middle school is just it's dumb. <laughs> All right? So you heard, you heard Carl, he, and he's right. 80, only like 2% of marriages, it's something ridiculous. Only 2% of marriages in general, in general, are actually made by high school sweethearts. N- high school sweethearts, not middle school sweethearts, high school sweethearts. Y'all aren't in middle school yet. You're, I mean, you're all not in high school yet. You're in middle school. You're not in high school yet, Right? So you haven't even met the person that you might even have a high school sweetheart with. You haven't even met that person, right? So only like over 50% of those end a divorce after 10 years. Only fit over, and the the statistic is that only like 54 or 50% make it to 10 years. Not that they don't get divorced, but they make it only 10 years. Only 2% of all marriages, guys, listen, only 2% of all marriages are made by high school sweethearts. And some of you, some of you guys are like, so you're telling me that there's a chance. <laughs> there's always a 2% chance. But here's the thing. Did you know that dating, I didn't say dating was bad. Shh. Do you know that dating was only created, it, was, it started in 1896? It was like, you're like, whoa, that's so long ago. That's so long. Guys, listen, shh, shh, guys. Shh, shh, listen, here. Shh, listen, listen, guys. People have been getting, shh, shh. People have been getting married. People have been getting married in having lasting, loving relationships thousands of years before that. I know. Thousands of years before that, guys. Thousands of years before that. And here's the thing. It's not that the fact that dating is, is evil, but it's the fact that we have sinful hearts. It's the fact that we have sinful hearts and we have desires. We have desires. Okay, so um, there, there's this fire pit in my, my backyard. Um, and I don't know, like, who, li- who here lives in Chiliota? Anybody live in Chiliota? Yeah, you, you, you're, you're going to understand this story a little bit more than the people who live in Oviedo or Winter Park or Winter Springs. Because in Chiliota, if you want to start a fire in your backyard... You start a fire in your backyard, like you just do. Um, so, 
Um, we moved into this. Ho- we moved into our house. Uh, my wife and I, and we had this fire pit in the backyard, and it was big, right? And since then, I've made a new fire pit. It's really cool. Um, but anyways, it's this big, huge fire pit, but there is a lot of stuff that needed to just be taken out and burnt, right? So there was this huge, old, like, ginormous, like, tube TV, like, entertainment system, and it was, like, this big and that big, and, like, People for years had to carry that thing around and lug it in. It was the worst. Um, so I was like, when I saw that in the garage, I was like, Mm-mm, we're burning that. Um, so I burnt that. We also burnt a couple of shelves. We also burnt like a lot of different things. I mean, I'm telling you guys, the, in the middle of town on First Street, I had a pile of like, like stuff to burn that was like big. Like it was, it was, it was pushing taller than me, right? And had more stuff there. So I, like, a, like a, the redneck I am, I decided I'm just going to put everything on there and I'm going to just do, foom, foom, put some gasoline on that bad boy and let it go. Um, but I never really thought of, hey, I'm in town. So I started this fire and the fire is like, and it had to have been two to three stories high, the flames in the middle of town, right? So I'm freaking out. My wife comes out, she's like, ah! So she's getting, the, she's getting the hose, and the hose only reaches, like, if the fire pit's, like, at that wall, the hose only gets to, like, here. And so she's, like, trying to hose the fire, and I, I'm trying to, like, I'm, I'm taking a bucket, my five-gallon bucket, and I'm sprinting to another hose that we have. I'm pouring that bucket with water. I'm sprinting back and trying to, like, not, like, get it on the fire because I want the stuff to burn, but I'm trying to just soak the water around the like the grass right so i'm just like soaking everything and like flames are going off and like the sticks that i put in there like they're floating away you know ever see a leaf flow and you're like oh the floating leaf of fire oh that's nice oh why is it going into that brush oh no the brush is on fire ah right and so like i'm doing that stuff and i'm sprinting back and forth i'm sprinting and we're, we're trying to run we're trying to get everything going and here's the thing guys when we date We are playing with our hearts, our souls, and our minds because we're sprinting back and forth. We're trying to contain a fire that shouldn't be there until marriage. And we are are trying to contain this fire that shouldn't even be lit, but it is. And sometimes the fire gets out of control for the water that we could try to put on it. So what should we do? So what should we do? It says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 22, it says this, So flee youthful, um, so flee youthful passions and, and uh, prosper righteousness, faith, love, peace, along with those who call on the Lord whom it, uh, are pure hearts. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18, which in chapter 6 we're going to stay in tonight. It says this, flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body. But the sexual immorality, uh, immorality person sins against its own body. Understand that. Any other sexual immorality sin that you create that happens is it like it sinning against not only someone else, but it sins against your own body. But here's the thing, guys. 
You might be sitting here and you might be thinking that you're off the hook because you're not dating anyone. Like, phew, not dating. My brother needs to listen to this, this one. My, my cousin needs to listen. That boy that dumped me. I hope he gets this message. Bro. Um, so, like, <laughs> so you're thinking to yourself, like, phew, this is not for me. This is for someone else. But here's the thing. When it re- regarding dating, you have to make a decision right now if you want to guard your heart or not. This is something fleeing. Fleeing is this understanding of being or oh, staying away from. If you're in the midst of it and you're sinning, the way you get out of it is running. But the way you don't get into it is not going near it. So you want to flee from it. So you're thinking to yourself, well, I'm, I'm off the hook. Because I'm not dating anybody. I want to, but she doesn't like me. Um, but I'm not dating anyone. Listen, you have, got to, you have got to make a decision right now as you walk into your life in middle school and into high school and, and into college even, what you are looking for in a date. Why you are dating. What's the purpose? What's the reasoning? Why should I be doing this? Do I, am I doing this for my own self, my own, my own ability to feel loved, or am I doing this because I want to grow closer to God? You have to make those decisions now before you start dating. Those who are dating or have been, you can make this decision now. You can walk through, through life understanding your mistakes, and then walking through it. So for those who are not dating, this is really for you too. Because first of all, sexual immorality is not just when you date. It's not just when you date. There's a lot of things that we do when we're not dating or we're not dating this person, but you're going out or you go, you're going to a you, you date with them or you're talking bad jokes. There is a lot of things that deal with sexual immorality. Intimacy is not just physical, guys. Intimacy is also emotional. You might say to yourself, well, I'm dating, but we haven't, we haven't kissed. We, like, we held hands once. It's not that, you know, we're good. But I am, I am texting him or her late at night or until my mom takes my phone away. I am, I am thinking about them constantly. I am g- sending them love letters. I am sending them, like, we are, like, I did tell them that I love them. All these things, guys, listen, and, like, I know that we like to joke around with this, but all these things destroys the hearts. PJ, if you, if you don't stop, you're out. You understand? All these things destroy the heart. They do. And take it from someone who met his wife when he was, how old was I? Uh, 27, 26. I was 26 when I, went, when I met Mary. Okay, this is, how, this is how our relationship went. We met in August, I think, did we? Um, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the camera. She's not here. Um, <laughs> you're like, where is she? Where's, where's Opal? Um, 
But here's the thing. We met in, um, we met in August. We started dating officially in November. We went in, and I proposed to her in December, and we got married in April. That's how, that's how quick ours was. You know why? Not because we were trying to rush things or we, like something bad happened, but because we were older and we knew exactly what we wanted. We knew we were praying to God. But I don't stand up here as someone who is pure and someone that you should, you should represent. Like, like, don't go home and be like, Mom, I know. I, I, just, I just love Jimmy. I do. <laughs> He's everything to me. And we've been going out for like a month, but it's been one stressful month of COVID, and that's like a year in regular time. And I'm running away with him. Jimmy! And then guys are like, she's pretty. But here's the thing, guys. But here's the thing. It is, it's very hard. It's very difficult to be having a conversation with a godly woman and having to tell her a sinful past. It's very hard to have a, go- a conversation with a godly woman and say, I, I didn't do a very good job keeping my heart pure for you. And having to go into detail and having to talk. Before many, meeting Mary, I had girlfriends. I, didn't ha- I wasn't like one that had like a lot of different ones, but I, I had girlfriends. I had one girlfriend in high school, mistake. Um, I was like, she likes me. Um, But here's the thing, guys. A lot of times, even before official dating, even before we were going out, I would fall for these girls. We'd go out on dates. We do, like, we'd get intimate with emotional, just emotional intimacy. And every time that that breakup would happen, every time that that would tear apart, it was like an emotional divorce from that. I was talking to my wife beforehand. And she said, she said that, like, she didn't even start dating. Her first date that she went out with was 21. She was 21. And some of you are going, (gasps) and she dated a few guys before me, and she said every time when they would break up with me, and I had permission to tell her this, every time they would break up with me, it was an emotional divorce. My heart was shattered. It was broken. It was torn. I'm not saying that dating is evil. But you got to ask yourself the questions. Why am I dating? And is this person making me a better person for Jesus? 
But destroying intimacy with your wife or your husband doesn't just happen when you're dating. It happens when you're alone, in your room, bored. It happens when your friends show you a picture that you shouldn't look at. It happens, it happens when you um, fantasize that you're with this guy because he's awesome. And he's got eight-pack abs. <laughs> Destroying your relationship with God focus. Destroying your relationship, destroying your relationship and intimacy and breaking your heart down and being impure happens when you're watching a TV show and it's like PG-13 and some lady in a, in, in a bra walks through the, the, the screen and they're doing something and it like might not even be anything and you're just watching it. And you're like, ooh. Destroying, like, listen, guys, like, like, destroying a relationship, like, intimacy is like watching, like, and we, I like, guys get picked on all about this all the time, uh, like, about just, like, because of the um, sex symbol that is, like, and how awful, like, TV is right now, and, uh, and how easy it is to look at, like, stuff like porn and stuff like that now, but girls, you have the same problem as well. You see, there's a lot of things, and here's, here's the deal. Here's the hardship about this. One, you are, you are created to want to be intimate with someone. But here's, here's what it says in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 6, verse 12. And a little backstory to this. I am running out of time. A little backstory to this. All right, guys? In chapter 5, and this is Paul talking to the Corinthians church about um, making sure that sexual immorality doesn't happen and how to check and balances for that and what to, to look for. And not just sexual immorality, but lying, st stealing, um, a lot of different other major sins, right? So, uh, uh, so here we are, and in chapter 5, it talks about a guy having an affair, having sex with his, his stepmom. Yeah, messed up. And what's really messed up with this, what's really messed up with this, guys, is that the church was like, oh, okay, <laughs> whatever, just don't bother us with it. We won't judge you if you don't judge us with what we're going to be doing. So here's the thing. So in chapter 5, Paul goes into this idea of saying, what are you guys doing? You're doing sexual activities that even the pagans would think was gross. And then, and then I, and when he said, I, when I told you not to judge, I, I didn't mean like you shouldn't judge or you shouldn't like keep the people who are Christians accountable for their actions and tell someone, hey, what you're doing is wrong. What I'm saying is that the lost doesn't realize what they're doing and you shouldn't judge them because they need Jesus. And it gets into chapter 6, and it goes through this line, this list of, 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 of sins in like three or four of like the list of like 10 or 12, 8, not that many. It's all about sexual immorality. And it gets to this verse. 
And I think this verse is really cool because sometimes we do not understand this in our culture. It says this, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be uh, dismayed by anything. All right, so what is this saying? This was a very famous, very famous uh, saying in Corinthians at that time. And now, Corinthians was kind of like Vegas, right? It was like the hopping place. It was Sin City. It was, things were happening there and stuff like that. So what's the, what's the um, like famous saying for Vegas? What, do, what, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Listen, here's the thing. Mean, t- meaning, hey, do whatever you want. It stays here. You're not going to be in trouble for it. What this saying is saying is somewhat along the same lines, and this is really important because we do this all the time. Just because you can get away with it, just because it's not illegal, just because your parent, you won't get caught by your parents, or your parents say it's okay, doesn't make it right for you. So just because you have your phone and you can look at porn and, you, and, and no one's going to get caught, you won't get caught, doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it, it doesn't make it good. Just because your parents say, like, okay, if, if, you, if you really want to date this person, you can, doesn't mean that you should go out and date them. Just because, listen, just because you like someone doesn't mean you have to date them. Just because you find someone attractive doesn't mean you have to act on your actions. Here's the thing, guys. It's okay to find someone attractive. Guys, it's okay to find a lady attractive. Ladies, it's okay to find a guy attractive for some reason. I don't know why. But here's the thing. It doesn't mean that you have to date them. But I like them. But we were meant to be together. We're going to get married. Maybe, guys, maybe you will. Maybe you will. But you want you want a you want a a a a surefine way of making sure that you probably don't marry them. Date them. Like what? What are you talking about? If you want to have a sex, sex, successful, 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 said sex so many times. I just said sex in that thing. <laughs> no getting around that, guys. <laughs> All right. Um, if you. If you want to have a successful, oh man, I can't believe I just said it again. Thank you very much. I said it right that time. But listen, you want a relationship, you want a relationship where you can be together for the rest of your lives, be friends with them. Be friends with them. You can be honest with them. You could say, like, listen, I really like you. I think you're cool. I, I have feelings for you. But here's the thing, I'm not going to date until I get out of high school. That's just how I'm going to do it. Listen, guys, and you might be thinking to yourself, shh, 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 
You might be thinking to yourself, like, what? What is that? Why? That makes no sense. But here's, guys, pay attention. That is a sinful culture taking a control of your mind and your heart. In Scripture, there is the only time in a, in a right, just way when it's talking about a romantic relationship is between a husband and a wife or just about to get married. So if you are having an, a, a romantic relationship with a boyfriend or girlfriend or yourself, you are breaking the vows of your future husband and wife. My, um, my, my, one of my old mentors, uh, he told me something that was very interesting to me. Um, you should have a relationship with the opposite sex, and when, when you do start dating, you should have a relationship with them to where, in the future, when you sit down with your spouse, you should be able to take your spouse in the one, same room as the, same, as the person um, that you dated, and they should be able to sit in a room, and they should sit down with you right there, and it shouldn't feel awkward for you. You shouldn't feel ashamed about what you did with that person, what you had to tell your husband, what you had to tell your wife. You shouldn't be ashamed. So I'm going to end with these two questions. But before that, I want you to understand this. We can't get to it all right now, and we'll get to it a little bit later. But you, if you believe in Jesus Christ, your bodies are members of Jesus Christ. And this section right here from verses 13 through 17 of chapter 6, it's, it, it explains that sexual immorality is like tying your body to a prostitute. Let's look at it. Listen, verse 13. Food is, is meant for the stomach and the stomach for food. And God will destroy both one and other. Meaning, like, your stomach is made for food. That's what it's meant for. You put rocks in your stomach, you die, right? Um, unless, not unless you're a cow. But here's the thing, guys. Listen. All right. The body is not meant, shh, shh, the body is not meant for sexual immorality. But the Lord, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And the God raised the Lord and will also raise up by his power. Do not, do you know, do you not know, sorry, oh my sorry, do you not know that the body's are members of Jesus Christ. Shall I not take the members of Jesus Christ and make them a, a members of a prostitute?
If you believe in Jesus Christ, you are living for something much, much greater than yourself. And here's the thing. Ladies, you don't need a man in your life to make yourself feel whole, to make yourself feel complete, to make yourself feel loved. You need Jesus. You don't need a man. You can live this whole life without a man, and you can be successful, and you can be prosperous, and you can feel loved, and you can feel complete because you have Jesus. No man required. Men are bonuses. Guys, you, can, you need help. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, guys, same, same thing with you guys. Guys, men, you don't need a woman in your life to feel complete, to feel loved, to feel like you're respected. You don't need a woman in your life, men, to feel respected and feel like you're worth something and you're worth being a man. You don't have to have sex to be a man. Listen, guys, you need God in your life, you need Jesus Christ in your life, and you live by a godly lifestyle through him. Women, in, women are bonuses. Here's the thing, like, listen, a marriage, we'll, we'll end with this and the band can get up here, but a marriage is something that it should be pure, it should be holy, and it should be something that is awesome that you can share with your significant other. Where you can be one with each other. Where you can be intimate. Where you can be, where you can be pure together. Where you can explore and have a great time. Don't do it before marriage. Don't do it before marriage. Your emotions, your heart, your spirit, your mind, your soul is more precious than some stupid guy who's going to break your heart. Guys, listen. Guys, listen. And we like to pick on the, the, guy, like the guys and stuff, but like guys, women can manipulate you to do what you want because you want something from them. Real easy. They are smarter than you. <laughs> listen, I'm like, listen, that sounds bad, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Guys, the Bible is filled with men who are just trying to live their life, and because of woman holding out on them with sex or giving them what they want, they turned evil. But when you're in a relationship together and it's, it's for marriage, it's for life, holiness can be shown through that. But the problem is we have our hearts broken. We have our hearts torn. I know what happened for me. Just torn. Just my life shattered. In knots. In torments. I remember nights of just crying because this girl wouldn't like me. I remember nights of wondering why God wouldn't let me have a girlfriend when everybody else did. 
why no one liked me. My wife went through emotional divorce, divorces after divorces, because these guys that she thought loved her or cared about her didn't. But we don't serve a God that says, because you're broken, you're going to stay broken. We serve a God, we can worship a God, we can follow a God that says, come to me and I can make you whole, I can fix you. I can make you stronger than ever. And that's what he wants to do. So don't put your heart your, your energy, your purity into something that is fleeting. Put your energy, your heart, your, 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 your mind, your soul, and put it into something that loves you and wants to see you protected. Trust me. There will come a point where you meet someone that's special. There'll come a point where you realize, I want to do this. You don't need some other relationship pouring that in to fill a need that you're longing for, an emotion that you're having. You don't need that. Be honest. Be truthful. Let's pray. Dear Father, I just thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you for who you are, God. Lord, I just pray that we can look to you and not to someone else to feel complete. That we can look to you and not to someone else to have some joy in our life for a, a, a quick second. I pray that we can, we can contain and be pure so that we can love you more. And Lord, we thank you. Amen. Now I want to ask you two questions. I want you to think about this. Before you start dating or if you are dating or whatever it might be, why am I dating? What's the point? Am I doing it for social reasons? Because I like the person? Because I want to spend the rest of my life with them? Why am I dating? And is this person making me a better person for Christ? Is this person making me a better person? If those two things are happening, it should ne you shouldn't be dating. If you should have any doubts, you shouldn't be dating. Or you shouldn't date. Think of those. You want to talk? I'm here. We have leaders here. But I want you guys to know that we love you. And we want to see you live a wonderful life. Let's pray again. Dear Heavenly Father, let's worship. Thank you, God, for your love. Lord, if there's someone that needs to talk, let them come talk to us. In Jesus' name, amen.